Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good afternoon and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I am Monique Guzman, your host as the Passion Instigator, and our topic today is the adulting struggles of the millennials and Gen Zs, and I am happy to introduce our leading lady, Angelique MacArthur, founder and CEO of the Adult Edit. Welcome, Angelique. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here, Monique. Oh, I'm so happy too. Um, so tell us uh, the adult edit. Uh, what it, in in layman's term, what it means, what it is, and why you're doing it. Yeah. So the adult edit is uh, it's all about helping millennial women and Gen Z women transition into adulthood. But I also serve Gen Z. Uh, youth as well. And really what it's about is helping to fill the gaps that we're missing from school and the things that we didn't learn in school, certain life skills. Um, it's really helping to fill in those gaps so that the people who are transitioning into adulthood can feel confident doing so and that there's a bridge there for them to uh, jump over that gap uh, between, you know, being a young adult to being a, a full-fledged adult, I guess. Right, right. Okay, so I'm going to backtrack here and give a, our audience a little bit of um, information um, for those that are we're struggling on what it means to be uh, what it means to be a, a Y and Z generation. And I'm going to go ahead and throw the X in there just for definition purposes, so that if we sure. people don't know, so give us what what age group is X. Millennials are, are, another word is Y, the Y gen generation, and then the Z generation. So we have the X, the Y, the Z. Tell us the, 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 what that encompasses and what age is what years so that we have an overview of what that means. Yes, no problem. So the Gen X would be considered after the baby boomers. They'd probably be the, the kids of baby boomers directly, and they tend to be ranging from ages 41 to about uh, 59. So there is a range there. Um, and they tend to come with, or it's said that they come with more ideas that are um, traditional in the sense of uh, the way they were raised by baby boomers, but they also are open to new ideas and experiences. So they were kind of the first generation to kind of shift the perspective on basically what's important in life and the way that we do life, whether that's how we work, how we have families, and all of those uh, important areas. Gen mm -hmm. Y, also popularly known as millennials, that's my generation. And right now mm -hmm. the age range is relatively around ages 25 to about 40. So, again, this is kind of with a grain of salt, you know, um, because okay. people will say different things for different uh 
age ranges. Uh, but my age group was kind of the first age group of the Internet and the computers and technology. We grew up with that, started learning about that at a younger age, and that really shaped the way that we also grew up and started interacting the kinds of ideas that we had in regards to work and um, family life in particular. And then you also have now the Gen Z. There is a generation after that, um, Gen Alpha. Oh, my so goodness. It kind of starts again. <laughs> it starts again from A. But um, Gen Z is about 24 to, I believe, around age 9. Um, and so oh, wow. That generation, okay. That's Gen Z. Yeah. Okay. So that, gener- that generation is the youngest um, generation right now, uh, I guess, for youth-wise. Otherwise, you're kind of looking at babies and toddlers. Uh, but for youth-wise, they're the, the youngest generation right now. And they are a generation that, uh, again, they're very progressive. This is a generation that's really looking at how to make social changes on a larger scale. And they really have a different mentality um, completely different, really, on fundamental areas of life as well. But they're definitely the generation that's known for being very progressive and um, hands-on. Okay, that's the Gen Z. Okay, and then yeah. you just threw me a loop here. There's already another uh, acronym or, or, or label for <laughs> the generation after. What did you call it, Elsa? Gen Alpha. Oh, Alpha. Yeah, so it starts with the letter A again, so, you know, goes through the the, the alphabet. Okay, okay, Jen Alpha, that just, okay. Um, All right, so let's get down, and we're speaking uh, specifically about millennials, which is the um, X generation and the Gen Zs, and and that's where you work with the most. And I want you to tell me, what is the biggest struggles that they have, or do they share the same struggles and which struggles, if they're different, what, what are their, their struggles um, for the, those two uh, pockets of, of, uh, of uh, young adults? and Oh, adults. I mean, you're 40 years old. That's, you're an adult. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. So I think that you kind of hit on the nail on the head there. The millennials are not, I feel like many of them are not viewed necessarily as adults. Um, and many of them don't actually even, like, classify themselves in that way, in that traditional sense of adults. And the reason why this has kind of happened is because millennials were kind of a generation that was overall, and I'm not saying individually, just overall, they, it was more of a coddled generation. I think we were the first generation to really get, like, you know, participation badges for everything. You know, before it was like, <laughs> if you didn't place, you didn't place, you know. But now it's like you get everybody gets a, a ribbon for something, and it's that idea that you don't want anybody to feel bad, right? You, it, it, it's a lot of protecting and a lot of um, guiding that way, which kind of ends up for our generation of, as millennials. The premise now is that you have a lot of uh, millennials who they either feel entitled. I think that's probably one of the worst labels that we've got is that we're entitled. Um, and mm-hmm. I'll touch on that in a second. But the other yeah. idea is that we're kind of um, – overgrown children. You have a lot of millennials who kind of are still living at home. Um, You know, the idea is that they're not really necessarily taking on the role of being what would be considered an adult and maybe a baby boomer. You know, they're they're growing up later on in life. And so that's a really big 
stigma and I guess idea that has been placed on millennials, which I believe is unfairly placed in many ways. Um, mm-hmm. And then for Gen Z, the idea is the same thing in regards to helicoptering kind of around that generation. Um, again, over coddling, wanting to make sure that they have everything, which is important, but also what I've been hearing a lot from people specifically who have kids, but also people who work with kids are saying that they're mm-hmm. finding this a lot more learned, helpless Gen Zs, meaning that, again, they have people in their lives who are willing to kind of do everything for them, which takes away a lot of responsibility and ability for them to learn the skills that they need to survive on their own when they're not at home. So it's kind of this idea where the, the idea that the generations of Gen Z and millennials, that they kind of, you know, they needed a little bit more love and care, but it kind of got taken a little bit overboard. And then it shows up later on in life, in adulthood, um, in unfortunately negative ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm sure that you, that I want to talk about the entitlement in a second, but um, what I find um, is lack of like critical thinking um, taking accountability for your actions and not getting a free pass or, um, you know, work ethic or just professional mm, uh, kind of like teamwork or team player or, oh gosh, I mean, there's, there's tons of things, but I think, and you can correct me, is that they're a product of their environment. And, um, so how much of it is their fault? How much of it is society technology's fault? I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, I would love to pick one of those things that yes, we can talk about, the, but what, what did you feel on any of those things? Yeah, I totally agree with you, um, on both sides. I, I will be honest, my baby boomer. So my mom had me later on in life. And so I grew up with, I think the side of, you know, responsibility and a little bit more there. But I also grew up probably being more coddled than um, I would have been maybe if I was born, you know, uh, before that. So I do find that I am a product of my generation just as much as I'm a product of my upbringing. And I do believe Mm. the culture of both of those do impact the kind of person that you do become and the kind of work ethic, like you said, even communication styles, all of that is yep. impacted. However, right. I am a firm believer as well that millennials as well as Gen Zs get a bad rap unnecessarily because a lot of times you'll see that uh, what it feels like is that a lot of older generations who do point the finger in saying things like, mm-hmm. oh, they're entitled and all of, all of these kinds of things, they're not recognizing that that was also the way that they were raised. So it feels like there isn't a lot of um, responsibility being taken on that side of things by by the very people that raised them. And I'm not saying this as like individually, I'm saying collectively, that there's a lot of finger pointing, but not a lot of I take responsibility or I see where I could have played a part in that. And so I really don't feel like it's fair to say that millennials are entitled as an overall stigma of the generation. Of course, there are individuals who are. I'm not saying that's not the case. But as a whole, I felt like that's a really 
negative terms to place on an entire generation of people. And unfortunately, that has been the collective idea, and that's led in different spaces for millennials wherever they kind of, you know, went. Gen Z is the same thing, the idea that these kids, they're always on their phone, and, you know, like they're just connected to this technology, and they don't know how to communicate. But again, if that technology was never um, controlled or they were never taught how to communicate better, the life skills that they needed, if they were not in place, then they're that has to be accounted for too. So I believe right. that youth in particular, I get really annoyed by seeing in particular the school system place enough emphasis on the need for life skills beyond that. Yep. And I know what people are going to say. The first thing they're probably going to say is school is for academics, okay? And I agree. So maybe the place is – it's not the place where you learn necessarily those particular life skills. And some, some um, schools do provide these types of life skills, you know, programs and courses. So I'm not saying every school. But in general, the public school system, um, they struggle to implement these things. There's a lot more being taken away. In public school systems, you know, um, you're hearing things like music programs, the arts are being, you know, diminished. Mm-hmm. You have teachers yep. who are trying to do and be all the things to like 30 kids and the teachers are worn out too. So there's a lot of broken things in that school system. And I believe as well, the lack of life skills training is a really big downfall as well. You have these kids who go to school for you know, eight hours a day, five days a week, like 40 hours is basically a job. And yet they're not coming away with skills to help them feel confident when they're not in the school setting, which I do agree that parents and guardians do have the responsibility to teach these things at home. But I also believe that if the school is where the kids are going to be for the majority of their time, that it should be a class that's mandatory, not elective. Um, because kids don't see the benefit of that at such a young age, right? So I believe it's yeah, up to adults yeah. who have been there and say, oh, yeah, I wish I knew about personal finance when I was, you know, your age. I wish I knew right. about how to take care of myself, like basic cooking or cleaning skills. I wish that I knew that. It's up to us as adults to say, hey, let's help that next generation do better because we know better. But that's not what's happening in a lot of the school systems, right? It's not that they're saying, oh, let me implement these kinds of things because it's so important. Like personal finance is a great example. It's, it's something that everybody agrees you should probably learn about and, at, at a younger age. But still, you don't see that as a course in many schools, which right. makes yeah. no sense. Right. My, yeah, I, had a, my, uh, I have actually five children, and... Three of them are in our X gen. Two of mm-hmm. them are Z Z gen. And um, you know, I I just helped one of them with applying for a loan for a car. And not only did they not know what how to do it, they didn't know what questions to ask. They didn't know, uh, you know, what the process was, what words to use, and um, and they they didn't know how to balance a checkbook. Um, it's just like, I don't know, there's a lot of things, but I, I do want to take a quick break for to recognize yeah. all of our sponsors and partners. So Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. Microsoft's mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more 
Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good and are working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good, and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. Thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all our sponsors and partners. And now we're back with Angelique MacArthur from the Adulthood Edit. And um, so let's talk about um, how do you, in, in Adulthood Edit, how do you reach out or help? In what capacity? Is it just content on social media? I'll explain how that works. Absolutely. So I definitely have content online, and it's about creating value for people always. Um, but I also offer workshops, and the workshops are tailored around life skills that I believe are lacking in for most millennials and Gen Zs. These are the kinds of things they're struggling with. So there's actually a lot of um, adulting classes now in um, universities and colleges across the United States, and that number's rising because they're finding that a lot of the students are struggling with life skills, such as doing laundry uh, cooking for themselves, um, being able to take care of their finances, because these are things that they didn't learn when they were in high school, and now they're in uh, a more, you know, uh, intense setting in college and university, and they're struggling because they're like, oh, I don't have somebody to do that for me. You know, maybe at home somebody else took care of the laundry for them, but now they're having to take care of a lot of these things on their own. So these classes are actually on the rise in colleges and universities. And I always felt it really started from I, when I turned 30, um, you know, when you're in your 20s, I feel like everybody's like, you're young, have fun, have a good time. And then at least as a woman, when you turn 30, the questions of like, are you getting married? Are you having kids? Where are you going to live? What's mm-hmm. your career? Like these come out and you're kind of taken aback because you're like, where did this come from? Yesterday you said I was, you know, young and carefree and it was all good. But there was no preparation to leading up to that jump from, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm in my 20s and, you know, carefree to, oh, my gosh, like now I'm, you know, I'm thinking about these other matters in life more in depth. And I felt that it was really, I was like, you know, okay, I wrote a a post on Facebook called 30 Things um, I Learned by the Age of 30, and I talked about this, like, jump and these sudden random questions. And I had a lot of women reach out to me in DM and say, I totally feel exactly what you're saying, and I'm anxious and nervous about turning 30 because I don't have my quote-unquote life together. And I started looking for resources. I was like, okay, there's got to be websites and things that can support this. And the majority of the things I found were disheartening and just talking about how your 30s are downhill, good luck out there, you know, it's a battlefield. And I was like, okay, that's wrong. I don't believe that. Um, And I feel like that perpetuates the idea of, you know, women getting older and, you know, their life's over at a certain age. So I just said, I'm going to create that. I started out with doing workshops um, that were specifically around the key areas of your life. So like relationships, uh, personal finance, health and wellness, and so forth. And I was geared towards helping women transitioning into their 30s in order to support that. But I started seeing the younger generations also struggling with this and feeling overwhelmed and 
guilty and they felt embarrassed and ashamed by like, oh, I don't have my life together. You know, a lot of this in society is perpetuated by like, oh, you need to be, have everything together, you know, at a certain age. And they were feeling overwhelmed and anxious. But then I was like, they're not prepared because adults did not prepare them. The same people who are saying they need to have it together were not offering those kinds of skills. So it's not fair to condemn them when they weren't prepared. And if you knew better right. as an adult, then you should have prepared them. So I took it upon myself to say, okay, I can extend these workshops to Gen Z. And the youth, I was like, again, if I knew this when I was in high school, I would have been better equipped. You know, it is on the individual to take what they learn and apply it. But if you're not even uh, offering that for them to, to learn, then, you know, you can't really blame them. So the things I offer are workshops that are based on the key areas of your life. And my, my idea is that I like you to take the workshop that you feel will support you best. If you feel like you really need help with your health and wellness, then join that workshop, you know. But if you really feel like you need help with your finances, then join that workshop. And I'm not an expert in every area. My focus is on connection and communication. I believe those two mm-hmm. skills are going to take you so far in life, and really they're at the root of everything. I believe that your life is one big thing, and I like to, to show people how their whole life connects. We talk a lot about life in compartments, like maybe your finances are doing really well, but the rest of your life isn't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it all works together. So how can we look at them differently and see how the way we connect differently? I really enjoy learning about and talking about and serving people through relationships and the way they relate mm-hmm. to their life. But if I'm not an expert, I bring in guest experts on those areas. So I'm not a finance okay. expert by any means, but I bring in those people who are in order to support those who need that help. Um, and then we look at it in a different way, in a very holistic way, like I said, looking at the way we connect to our finances, not just the numbers, but the way we feel mm-hmm. about the numbers, the way that, you know, we see them. Um, do we see them as our friend? Do we see them as not? So that's where my portion comes in because I really believe it's about reframing these things, especially for generations that our generations didn't grow up the same way that baby boomers or other generations did. Things have changed and we need to support millennials, Gen Z, and even Gen Alpha coming up with what's going to support them for their generation. I believe there are timeless principles and those are the things that I teach as well but we also have to be able to change and adapt and support them with that. Right. And in case listeners are, are uh, listening and want to reach you after the show, how would you like them to contact you? Yeah, the best way to reach me, you can reach me on Instagram at the adulthood edit. Um, you can also email me at connect at the I'm open to just chatting. If you need help with things, I'd love to support you in any way I can. Those are the best ways to reach me currently. Okay, wonderful. And um, I wanted to, all of it that you're saying is is totally, totally uh, makes sense that they were a product of what, of their making, of of not their making, but others um, doing, uh, implementing the the rules and regulations, like the simple as, Everyone gets a, a, a trophy even if they don't win, which I'm, I'm not from that generation. I'm from the, uh, the X generation where, you know, we lost a lot and, and you, you, we, didn't get, we didn't get trophies, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, we, uh, you know, we had to, we, we had to like, uh, 
struggle and and get scratched and beat up and and it was part of the you know what we were told you Bill's character right <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah but how how now I have been in circumstances where um, in networking events where there was a table of mixed generations and there was um, a person who was uh, I'm going to just I'm going to put them in they were X generation and there was a, a younger woman she was uh, I'm sorry there was a it was a it was it was X generation and she was a Y generation and the the, mm-hmm. the younger the younger person was ta- was very passionate and was talking it was a business setting and she was talking about the different things she was doing and um, I would call her entrepreneur she had this going on and this going on and very uh, articulate and the other woman who was older uh, it was an X gen obviously uh, she was over fifty and she just right away cut her off and. Uh, as if it, it, what she had to say was not important. And my, my biggest thing is that we have to learn from each other. That Absolutely. Not one person or not one generation, everyone has something they could add to, to, the, to the plate. Um, and we should listen more to each other, um, not label and not just cut off. But at the same time, the, the older generations, we, there's wisdom and, and experience that, that we can share. It just has to be done in a way where we, all of us respect each other. And, um, but how, how can we better um, bridge the gap when, let's say, you have a 50-some-year-old a, a who right away labels a 27-year-old or 30-year-old, and the 30-year-old is, you know, has a good work ethic, you know, is, still knows how to communicate, but there's lacks critical thinking or there's uh, entitlement. How, how can we bridge the gap? Do you have any, like, uh, tricks of the trade of something that, something that uh, seeds of wisdom that you can shed to our listeners? Absolutely. I recently wrote an article about how younger generations and older generations can actually connect better. And I think this is a really great point. I don't believe that any particular, you know, as much as I'm an advocate for millennials and Gen Zs, I do believe that there is so much wisdom that can be had from older generations. The first thing I always say is recognize that that person is a human being. A lot of times we're looking at people based on our particular preconceived notions, what we hear in the media, um, you know, the same thing. Oh, millennials are entitled. That's not necessarily the case. That very person who's a millennial may not be an entitled person, but that's the stigma that you get. I think when we look at it and remind ourselves that every single person you're talking to is a human being, that you recognize that there's also that instant connection there. We're not perfect. Nobody is. And so we have to start start by stripping back all of these preconceived notions and being honest with yourself about when you're making judgments or snap judgments about people. Because I think that when you are able to in the moment say, you know what, I, I'm, I'm Prejudging, I'm being prejudiced right now against you, really, because I don't know what I've heard or maybe what I've seen before, but not looking at you as the individual. We have to start getting back mm-hmm. to judging people not by what we think, per se, but what we know. And there's a big right. difference. And I think when you don't, when you give yourself that space and ability to open up and be honest and say, okay, like, let me just take a step back. I want to just really listen to you then we can learn that we can all learn from each other because the reality is 
one thing I know is that a lot of people who are older are always asking younger people for advice, especially on things like technology. Technology, right? yep. That's yep. number one. The first thing they're going to ask you is like, how do I even start this cell phone? And so <laughs> you, and for a younger person, that is just so commonplace. That's just something that you're just so, you're like, oh, that's just, you, you're born, you, you come out of the womb with a cell phone. It's just like, I, this is just what I know. But when you're, right, right. And when you're younger, you look at older people and you think like, you know, there's always these, these comments of like old people, like, Oh, you're like, Oh, world war one or world war two. Like, you know, these, like these like ridiculous comments, like, Oh, dinosaurs and all these things. Yeah, no, it's, like, yeah, yeah. it's funny to an extent, but you're really diminishing a lot of the time, really that connection you could have with that person by just saying, Hey, you come from a different time. And I would love to know what that was like. I think when you get the opportunity to just ask people about themselves, because everybody likes to talk about themselves. So opening up and just even finding common ground, talk about school, talk about your, your experiences growing up. Everybody has had that experience, right? Like I went to school or the majority of people have had that or your working experience, your family life. Those are fundamental human things. Talk about those. I love, I I love that human. Yeah, yeah. That, I think like, the takeaway for sure is that that we're all human, and that if we remember that, that'll be a, a good stepping stone to be going into the into the future and and, and start from there. Um, Angelique, I wish I had more time. I have we could have talked about this so much more, but that is our show for today. I'd like to thank um, thank you, um, Angelique uh, MacArthur, for being our leading lady. And a special thanks to all our listeners, both in the U.S. and international. And after our show today, you can listen to Woman Lead Radio on all our subscription podcasts, specifically Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We are expanding quickly to a daily radio show and podcast. So for now, we'll be back again for another live Women Lead Radio show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific time. And it's been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for our listeners and have a great weekend. And remember to live every day passionately because life is too short and we're all human. Have a wonderful weekend. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused business-to-business executive and professional women connect collaborate and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.